Hi, and welcome to From a Full Cup. I'm your host, Natalie Mullen, a certified wellness educator, speaker, facilitator, and teacher. From a Full Cup is a mental wellness education podcast that helps women prioritize their wellness and put themselves first because you can't pour from an empty cup. I present unique wellness tips and strategies in ways that are relatable and practical and can be adopted for your lifestyle. Whether I'm speaking at an event, facilitating a workshop, or coaching clients, I'm passionate about helping women dream big, take action, and move the needle forward to achieve the life they want. Now, let's get started. Hi, everyone. Welcome to From a Full Cup podcast. I'm so happy to have with me today Chloe Greenberg. She is a creative empowerment coach, and I am so excited to just dig into this conversation, talking about art, wellness, mindset, and whatever else we come up with. Chloe, welcome to the show. Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. So please, Chloe, just start off by introducing yourself in your own words, and then we'll get started. Yeah, absolutely. I am Chloe. I run Chloe Greenberg Studio. I'm based in Vancouver, BC. And what I love helping people with is the design of their inner and outer worlds um, to define their dreams, to make those a reality as a life coach, but also through art, especially art, because we can get into this perfectionist mindset and it can, through art, help us with procrastination. So yeah, I've been doing art for a very long time since I was a kid and it's just my favorite thing to do. That's awesome. And just even looking at your Instagram page, it's just so beautiful to look at. So I hope that everybody will go and check it out. Her Instagram will be in the in the show notes, but just seeing how art can be so therapeutic for everybody, whether you yourself are an artist or you are appreciating art, I think there's always a way that we can find ways to connect through art. Mm-hmm. And so Chloe, as we know, the show is all about uh, mental wellness and um, I need to know how does engaging in art and creative activities positively impact our overall wellness and mindset? So many ways. Um, it, the biggest impact that it's had on myself and others is really just stress reduction. When you get into this flow state, your mind just is so present to what's happening in the moment and you're so excited about learning new things, whether it's different colors that you're putting together um, or just different textures that seem to happen in front of you. It's really quite beautiful to see it changes our mood within ourselves Um, and it just helps with the emotions so if you uh, go through different techniques you can just learn to do a bit of emotional healing uh, through that but it also helps with self-esteem because you go from a space of feeling like you don't know how to do something to a space where you learn how to do it and you get a lot of confidence from that. For yourself do you feel like Uh, whether for yourself or any clients, can you share any stories maybe of how art has been transformative and kind of helped in that healing process? Yeah, um, people that keep coming back, uh, they love to just, well, there's many different things. Um, They love to feel connected with the group. So there's that aspect of feeling like they get to meet new other creatives, but just how specifically art has been helpful for them. It just it's just like a it's like a freedom that they've felt and I hear that often like just a sense of like a breath of fresh air like a weight has just lifted off their shoulders because they're just giving themselves they're making time for themselves uh, which maybe they previously weren't doing um but on top of that it's just so relaxing if you've got your music playing if you've got you know your favorite candle going um if it's winter time um 
you know, it just allows you to kind of give yourself a break for throughout that day. And it can be as simple as like five minutes. If you're just in between the work day or whatever's happening in your life, you really don't need that much time to just do a bit of exercise with your whatever tools that you have. And it just gives you a break. So yeah, I would say that that's, that's the key point there. Yeah, I like this idea of art being um, just a way to kind of separate or I guess remove yourself from what's going on in the day and just kind of create a little nook for yourself where you can just focus on your self-care, just put your mindset into a different place where you can now be mindful, but you're being mindful of what you're creating, what you're expressing, what you're releasing. Even not talking about that word freedom, like now you're feeling again. It's it's giving you an opportunity to feel new emotion that you might not have been able to feel through throughout your busy day, right? So mm -hmm. it's just that opportunity to kind of slow down and really be present in the moment. Mm -hmm. So I think that's um, a really powerful use of use of art. And um, you, you even mentioned like it doesn't matter what kind of art tools you're mm -hmm. using. Right. So um, maybe we'll talk about that a little bit, too, because I think sometimes we have these specific ideas of, OK, I, I have to be a painter or I have to be a sculptor. or I have to be, you know, mm -hmm. and we kind of limit ourselves and we think, oh, we're not good at this specific type of art. Mm -hmm. but really, I think if art can be a medium that can flow. So can we, maybe you can talk a little bit more about that different ways in which you see people respond to art. It's a variety of tools. Yeah. So. I mean, I could talk to three specific different mediums um, because that's what I teach often and what I use myself. So the first one is oil pastel, which I don't post much about, but it's okay. just so freeing because you don't need to worry about how to hold the brush, how much water it needs to have, um, how to mix colors. It's all in these pastels. And pastels are different than crayons. You can layer them. They've got texture. They've it gives you, um, it, it just allows you to immediately play and not need to set anything up, <clears throat> which is great. You can have a really light sketchbook and then a, a, just a few oil pastels and it's, that's great. Um, and then watercolor is another great freeing medium. Um, it's very different. So when I teach those, it really is helpful when I have smaller group classes because, or just one-on-one -on -one because it's a harder medium to work with. Um, but it's also freeing because you sometimes have no control over what it's going to give you. Um, and that's that that can be quite hard for some people at the beginning because it's like, wait, no, I have this expectation. It needs to be this way. And I really want people to in all my watercolor classes we do. Um, the first half is just practicing the exercises and then we actually do the painting. Um, whereas with acrylic, okay. it's, um, it's an, it's a, it's a mix between the two of them. So oil pastel is very much like you need no training in a sense. And then watercolor, you need a bit more support, but acrylics in the middle. And it's because, um, you can wait for the paint to dry that you just created, whether it was a few marks and then just go right over top of that. And it's almost like you erased whatever was underneath. So that gives you a lot of freedom that way where you don't really get that flexibility with watercolor that easily. Um, so acrylic is great in that way as well. They're all very different, um, but, and then they give beautiful different results as well. So yeah, different ways of exploring things. Yeah, I, I love that though, because even um, 
from a subconscious perspective, like even if you're thinking about like, what do I want to work on? If I want to use art to maybe support my well-being and I want to practice surrendering, then maybe mm-hmm. watercolor is a good thing for you to do because you mm-hmm. have to let go. You have to kind of trust the process. If you want more control, maybe you're going to go with the pastel. So I've never really thought about um, art in that way, but I think it would be really good even to kind of do baby steps, right? So, okay, maybe mm-hmm. they start with the pastels, then they go to the acrylic. Then when they get to a certain level of seeing themselves or just being able to let go and really let the art kind of do its own thing, mm-hmm. they can progress to watercolor. Mm-hmm. So it's really cool. I've never thought about that yeah. before. And, you know, this ties in perfectly to my next question because art is seen as something that's therapeutic and there's a lot of evidence that supports art and its benefits and contributions to mental mm-hmm. health. So I want to know what are some of the key benefits that individuals can expect when they engage in art as a form of therapy, whether it's formal or informal, it could be something they're just doing in their home Mm -hmm. for themselves. But what are some of the benefits that you have seen for your clients or just other people who are engaging in art? Yeah, absolutely. Um, Well, I would say that it's a really healthy way to get your focus outside of the negative thoughts if you're in this really flow state of just allowing as you said, like just kind of allowing the process to happen in front of you. Um, And that can be really helpful. Um, And also when you get used to the tools a bit more, then you're able to create some sort of self-expression when you just feel like you're a little bit more understanding of the tools. Um, You can do all sorts of mark making um, and it just gets you in this flow state. And again, your mind, it, it just allows your mind to really be present to just be surprised and have this more like I mean I guess scientist is kind of the word that I sometimes use like a scientist mentality of we're just experimenting we're just here to play and just tap into that playful side that we had as kids that we often forget I hear a lot of my clients will just say you know it's just a perfect time for me to have playtime like quite some of them have kids and they just they're starting to get into that again because they're teaching their kids to do that um but with their own practice and learning a bit more about the tools, it just allows them to be playful with their kids. And in that, it's now a journey with them. Um, yeah, I think for so many reasons, um, it gives you a sense of accomplishment and identity as well, I find, because you're able to accomplish something. You're able to do something not only for yourself, but you can see something that you're proud of. Um, and even if it doesn't make sense, like there are so many pieces of artworks that I'll create And I'll be like, I don't know about that one. But then when I come back to it, maybe a week or a year later, I get surprised at some of the things that I see that are beautiful in it. And that's actually quite nice. So I would suggest to not throw out the things that you think are absolutely terrible because it also shows you your progress. So that's where the accomplishment sense comes in because you're like, wow, okay, that's where I came from. And now I can see how much I've accomplished or learned or just made progress, even if you don't get assistance with learning how to do it you can just see already just by practicing the tools you're going to start to learn how to use everything on your own so that that makes everyone feel good I actually really like what you talked about about art being a way that people can play and kind of find joy and you know I'm also a teacher and so I'm working with young people every day and as an adult sometimes you're jealous and you're looking at them and you're like wow you have this sense of freedom you have this sense of creativity, this sense of joy, the sense of play. And for some reason, as you get older and older, a lot of that just disappears with the roles and responsibilities that you have for life. You have 
bills to pay, you have stresses, you have interest rates to worry about. There's all of these things, right? Mm -hmm. So using art as a way to kind of detach from those realities and kind of stimulate that part of your brain that says, I just want to create yeah. again. I just want to be free to try new things. What happens when I mix these two things together? What happens if I make this mark or I make this stroke? Um, and you really have a lot of power to create, but also to respond to what is being created mm -hmm. in your on your paper, your canvas, whatever it is that you are um, working mm -hmm. with. And even the idea for parents and for any parents that are listening, I know um, a lot of my listeners are moms and this idea of going through their own art journey to then be able to be more present with their children as they're taking them through art. That is really interesting mm -hmm. to me too. Because my son is young, he's only two, so he's just starting to get into little things with crayons. And I'm already like, ah, don't, don't color on the yeah. walls. But at the same time, right, we, we want to constrain all the time. But I think if I was to think about it, well, let me go on a, my own art mm -hmm. journey so that I can guide him in his art journey. I'm thinking that that could be a, a really nice uh, bonding experience for the both of mm -hmm. us, actually. Yeah, so I think I, I really like that. And, you know, a lot of people, they struggle to tap into this creative potential side. They might be worried, you know, my art's not good enough. I'm not artistic. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know, you know, what to do. There might be a fear of judgment, whether it's themselves or others, especially like even in an art class. So um, as a coach, as an educator, how are you helping individuals to overcome these barriers and embrace their creative abilities? So I love I love group classes for um, many reasons. One-on-one -on -one is excellent because I'm there to help support them through that. But I, on top of that, when it's group, I have people pause throughout the class and just move their bodies and walk around and see what other people are doing. Even though we're all doing the same activity, we're all expressing things in different ways. So whether it's the brush stroke, whether it's the different tones of colors, um, different marks that are being added here and there. And some people even like to think outside the box and they like to add in maybe a starfish or a spaceship or a dragon, just like the most random and cool things. And so as people walk around the room, they're awakened to not think um, that what they're doing is bad or wrong. Um, and they're able to see that everyone's got a totally different style and they can start appreciating not like other people's work, but then they start hearing that with themselves. Like other people are like amazed with what they've created. Um, and I, so another thing is that when like about halfway through the classes is when I hear a lot of these ne negative thoughts come up. Um, and it's all common and normal because just like achieving any goal or working towards anything that we're trying to accomplish, if we're, judging ourselves based on being halfway there, obviously it's not gonna look perfect. We didn't accomplish the thing. And it's exactly like that with art. You have an unfinished painting so far. So of course it's not gonna be looking the way that you want it to. <laughs> so having trust in the process, again, I'm gonna wrap that back again into this because you have to allow yourselves to continue to the end. Otherwise you're not gonna know what needs to change what you like about it what you what you want to improve on like you won't really be able to give it a full assessment um and also the more artwork that you do see you're going to start to see a, some patterns and styles that it come come up for you or maybe there's a typical um subject that you'd like to work with maybe 
for me, it's flowers. I think you can see lots of flowers all over the place. And nature for me is my inspiration. Um, but for some people, it's, you know, portraits, maybe it's just landscapes, maybe it's something else. Um, so yeah, just finding appreciation for your work is always key, because we're never going to be perfect. And there's no such thing. It's just we get to appreciate different parts of ourselves or our paintings. And that's what I want people to think about. And again, just kind of coming back to the scientist mindset, um, I really hone in that idea of like, we are literally just experimenting, we're playing, because I would say 90% of my classes are for beginners. And so it's quite common for them, especially to go through these thoughts. And it's, you know, not like a walk in the park. It's not like we're learning to, um, is well, it is like we're learning to walk for the first time. We're learning how to do something new. So of course it's gonna be uncomfortable. So I, I do have to remind people of that. Yeah, that's um, really good advice. And I think that idea of trusting the process, I, I'm not, I wouldn't describe myself as an art lover, but I have, I've been trying to embrace art more this year, specifically because I want to kind of remove those barriers and those ideas that I've had in my head of like, I'm not good at this, I can't do it. Because I do find that I find, um, sorry, I do find that it's relaxing, that I'm just able to express myself and use my brain in different ways. Mm -hmm. And I like to push myself. So I want, I'm like, let me just use my brain in different ways. So I've attended two different hate night, you know, type situations where you're doing like a sunset. And I remember halfway through the first one, I told the instructor, I'm like, no, this is not working. <laughs> like, can't do this. Nobody else's looks like mine. Um, and he kind of said, like, just, just relax. It's You're going to get there. You're going to get there. And I think in life sometimes, especially people who like to control a lot of things, like they just really want to see clear, um, you know, it's going to go from this to this to this. to. This. They want to see all the steps laid out right away. They want to understand that they can go from point like A to Z with their whatever it is mm -hmm. that they're working on. And I think um, in art, it doesn't necessarily work that way. And so again, this idea of surrender, trusting the process and realizing that it's building mm -hmm. over time. And I also think that the energy you put into it, like if you come in from a place of, I'm open to see what what's going to come mm -hmm. out of that. I actually, I don't know this for sure, but I just think that maybe that would show up in your work a little bit more as opposed to if you're very rigid and you're like, I only want to have this very one specific outcome. Mm -hmm. And you kind of restrain yourself. Mm -hmm. Have you found that? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And and on the topic of restraining, there is a restraint that I ask people to do. So when people do a series of activities, like we learn kind of the basics um, and still they feel like they're not quite getting it. What I have them do is make that time that they took to do that activity, the last activity that wasn't working for them, shorten it by half the time. That eliminates your thinking process because what's slowing you down is like, I can't do this. I don't know how to do this. And I'm not doing this right. And, and just, just practicing and playing. And, you know, I'm there to guide people through the process. But when I'm not there, when I'm talking to somebody else, for example, it's just, you can do this. And if you just eliminate those thoughts, it gets you there so much faster. And I saw that practice being so effective because, um, some of my last people that would come in, they were sometimes struggling, even though they're really good acrylic painters, that doesn't quite translate to watercolor at all. 
And so they were struggling because yeah. they had these preconceived like expectations of what their artwork was going to be like and how easy it should be. Um, but when I had them practice, just we're not thinking today. We're literally just doing. Um, that was a massive transformation. And that I think some people just needed to hear. Like, it's already in you and it's just waiting to come out and you can do this as long as you have that belief and we're just doing today we're just practicing we're putting on that scientist head of playing like this is this is just time to have fun and that that helped a lot of people i love that i love that idea of the self-empowerment coming through too or or if they got to borrow some of the empowerment from you but you being able to empower others to say you have it within you let mm -hmm. go and just do the thing um yeah i, I love that and um, how, so how does, um, you know, practicing art or creating art or working with art, how does this help us to foster mindfulness and, and to be present in the moment? Mm. Um, so many ways. I mean, it just gets you in a flow state. And I think for me, when you are learning something for the first time, which is many people who are learning art in my classes, at least, um, you just your mind is there and you're there to learn and it's so easy to just kind of forget about everything else for the moment um, I, yeah I, I just can't stress that enough just like practicing new tools learning new things your energy is so taken up with what you're doing trying to figure out all the things trying to be just a sponge to everything that you're hearing um, and then you're kind of curious like well, wait, I missed that part. Maybe I'm not getting that right. And that's that's helpful. It just allows you to be present um, and ask questions. And yeah, I would say just the flow state general idea of that. And yeah, if some people don't know what that is, it's just, it's, it's a space where you feel like you're so involved in what's happening and in the moment that, and you're just so loving it that everything else just melts away. You are in your own world, your own little bubble. And that's just a bubble of joy. And that's what I really want people to get out of art because that it it feels so great. And that helps with mindfulness a 10, 10 times. So, yeah. As you talked about the flow state, you can see yourself even mentally, you're starting to think about it because you started to smile right away. So that just reinforces how much art for you personally takes you into a flow state and takes you into a space of, of just sheer joy, uh, I guess, no pressure, just a, a space to be and, and, a, and a space to create. So that, that is really exciting and, and really powerful. And what with art, art, artistic expression, it can be a solitary experience, it can be a communal experience. When people are participating in art-focused communities or workshops or even classes like what you teach, how can this enhance our sense of belonging and connectedness to each other? Yeah, I think it's always inspiring to see that everyone has such a different take on, even if we're doing step-by-step -step instructions, um, to see, to just appreciate the little details that other people are doing, um, the expression that they have coming through their brushstrokes, um, their mark making, their, their color usage, all these different things that make artwork what they are. Um, it just helps people to feel like, oh, wow, that's that's really neat. And if they start pointing these things out, it creates conversation um, because I, I often get people to, at least in my classes, walk around and walk around is just one thing, but 
what I also encourage is we have these breaks where we actually do an activity to create a sense of community. Um, so that involves in like sharing details about one another and we play a bit of a game. And then through that, that we are now informed of so many different facts that people want to share about themselves. And then that, you know, so many people, I see them just kind of calling across the table, like, oh my gosh, that's so cool. I did that too. Or tell me about that. And where was that the experience that you had? Like, it, and just so many different topics that they have to talk about suddenly. So um, for at least in my classes, I love offering that kind of break for people to get to know one another. Um, yeah, and I think just doing a social activity where you're new to it for the first time, you're, that means that you're kind of all in this process together. None of you are like experts at it, which is fantastic, which means that you're all kind of slightly uncomfortable to be there. And I'll always point that out because when the classrooms go silent and there's maybe 40 people in the class, it is an indication that people are thinking like, oh my God, I have to be perfect. Okay, what's happening? And they're just so in their heads and I'm like, I can hear you thinking, like, yeah. let's take a pause. And everyone laughs and like, oh my gosh, yeah, that's totally me. And they don't feel alone in that journey. So they re recognize that it's all of them kind of going through that process. I love that. I'm going to pay attention to that. If the next time I take an art class, if they hear a silence, I'm going to be like, okay, no, mm -hmm. let's just, yeah. let's just start talking and, and get out of our own heads. Mm -hmm. and so what are some accessible and uh, beginner-friendly art activities that the listeners can try at home to support their well-being? You know, I think when preconception of what art is, is that people are artists that maybe do beautiful paintings. They are ready to have things that they can put on their walls. Um, but that's really not what makes art art um it is actually as simple as doodles literally if you do a whole bunch of scribbles and circles and and marks that are just lines and curves that actually is art if i were to create an outline of any piece of artwork that i have done with a brush stroke or with oil pastels all art is is literally circles half circles curves or straight lines like just three of those straight, curved, or a circle. Um, it just creates all different forms of shapes. And just so doodling is that. It's as simple as doodling. So you, it doesn't have to be some large piece. Um, and so when people are artists, I want you to kind of get rid of that mindset that it has to be something that you need to hang on your wall to be proud of. Um, it can live in a sketchbook for years and you are still an artist. It doesn't mean that you sitting at your computer doodling while you have a, I don't know, a meeting or are doing something or listening, waiting on the phone with your phone company or trying to get, you know, just like, just being able to doodle is actually creating art. So you can do that anytime and it's very accessible. You can do it with a pen. You know, people are pencil artists yes. and fantastic at that. So it really doesn't need to be complicated. You have the tools at home and I'm sure you've got a piece of paper, a scrap piece of paper somewhere. And that's all it takes. You know, a lot of the artists um, started out by sketching their ideas with pens and pencils on napkins at coffee shops. And it's as simple as that. That's where 
artwork gets started. You can just sketch out some ideas, create rough drafts, um, and you can choose to make that into something more if you want. And if not, that's great. And another cool thing about doing doodles is that if you were to do just an outline, you can fill it in with color with something else. Um, and it doesn't have to be that day, but later, right? So you can create your own frame of artwork. And I think because you mentioned kids, um, that could actually be a fun tool where if you're starting to doodle an outline of a landscape or <clears throat> maybe their favorite toy <clears throat> on a big sheet of paper, you can have them just color in different aspects of that. And then, you know, maybe you think like, <clears throat> oh, this is what it's gonna look like, but they can show you that it's gonna look so different. So just having fun with kids that way, I think is a great way to go as well. I think it's really helpful because I feel like you just simplified it. Straight line, curved line, circle mm -hmm. or circular. Yeah. I can remember that. I think the listeners can remember that. Just get a tool, a pen, a, a pencil, a paper, whatever, and you can start like that. And so I'm encouraging the listeners, just go pick up a piece of paper just for two minutes. Just try doodling something and see see what happens. Just, mm -hmm. just try it and, and just give yourself that release. Mm -hmm. And um, I think that's such a good tip. And finally, um, Chloe, what advice do you have for someone who's curious about using art as a medium to support their wellness and mindset, but they might feel hesitant or unsure of where to begin? Mm. Yeah, I would say that um, a simple tool to start with is great. If you're really in that space of like, I'm not an artist, I can't do this. I'm uh, just getting comfortable with whether it's a pencil crayon, whether whatever you have at home, just getting used to that and just start doodling, just um, start mark making. Even if it is a few scribbles, like you can do crisscross, that's called um, hatching. There's, and you know, I think the more that you start practicing small circles, big circles, and then fill those in with different colors or just, just any kind of scribbles, any kind of mark making that you can possibly think of. Um, even if you see a shape, like if you're looking at a tree and you're like, okay, I wanna make that tree into a scribble. Just do some angles here, just one side and another way and just see what happens. Just kind of have that playful mindset about it. Um, and so that would be one route. And I think if you're curious about going to take it into different mediums, um, that's just art artistic types. So that would be like oil pastel or crayons pencil crayons I use quite often as well. Um, those are just great ways to relax and unwind. Um, that would really help with journal, like doing art journaling, where you don't need to have a brush involved if you're uncomfortable with that, um, because you could, your mind can just kind of not think about what's happening. You can actually really just focus on the colors and the layers and the textures that you're doing. Um, and if you wanted to move it into a, a brush medium. You could use watercolor or acrylic. I would go with acrylic. That would be my first choice. There's even a, a something in between those two. I don't want to confuse everyone, but there's something called gouache. And gouache is a mix between watercolor and acrylic. And so it's got, okay. it, it allows you to create layers like acrylic and basically erase what's underneath it. But it's got the ability to feel like a watercolor and you can actually make it like watercolor. You would just need watercolor paper for that medium. Um, and so it's kind of a nice happy medium between the two uh, that is also light to carry around if you wanted to travel with it. And really you don't need many brushes. Um, if you were to go for brushes, 
I would suggest three different ones, a smaller round brush, a bigger round brush, and then a flat brush that maybe is about an inch. Um, and that can help you cover all different kind of art mediums uh, that I spoke about. So, I mean, with, you know, acrylic, gouache and watercolor, just to make it easier. Okay. Mm -hmm. Yeah, no, that's such, such, such great tips. So Chloe, um, in closing, I just want you to tell the people how they can find you, how they can learn more about what you offer. So please promote yourself. Well, thank you. I just want to say thank you so much for having me here. It's been such a joy. So thank you. And um, yeah, I would love if anybody would like to follow me. I love to post about new art classes, um, just post about art that I'm inspired by, pictures that I see in nature. And that you can find me at Chloe Greenberg Studio on Instagram. And my website is chloegreenberg.com. So I'd love to connect with you if you wanted to get in touch with me there. Yes, awesome. And all of that will be in the show notes for you folks. Thank you, Chloe, so much for being on the show. And to all the listeners out there, remember to continue to serve yourself, your loved ones, and your communities from Full Cup.